Good morning, good morning. Hey, he, he was just about to say it. He moves mountains, and he causes walls to fall. And so I'm going to declare at the top of the hour, at the top of the morning, the Lord is going to move mountains out of your life, and every wall that the enemy has tried to construct or begin to construct has to come falling down. Matter of fact, tonight in tonight's Bible study, I'm going to be talking about walls. It's been part of my message. And so I feel that prophetically, I'm going to release that prophetically, that any mountain that is coming to your life, it's got to come down. Any walls that the enemies tried to construct, fortified places, they're going to have to come down in the name of Jesus. Matter of fact, the scripture says in Mark 11, verses 23, if there's any mountain in your life, let it be thou removed, and let it be thou cast into the sea. And if you shall not doubt in your heart, but believe those things you say shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever thing you say or pray. Because when we pray, we're saying. What are we saying? We're releasing what is in our heart. We're releasing what is in our heart with confidence, boldness, and assurance. How many of you feel like doing that this morning? Releasing what's in your heart with confidence, boldness, and also in assurance. If you went over to Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles, seventh chapter, and verse three, Nathan's talking to King David. God had given King David rest from all of his enemies. David was concerned about God being in an ark behind curtains, and David desired for God to have a house. Nathan says to David in verse three, he says, "Go do all that is in your heart." For the Lord is with you. I want to tell you also this morning, go after what's in your heart. For the Lord is with you. We want to say good morning to God this morning, our Father, Abba. And so good morning to you, Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Hey, good morning to everyone that is on the line. Good morning to our intercessors doing a wonderful job, our operators and controllers, all of them behind the scenes making this prayer call happen. We greatly appreciate you, Pastor Adrian, and I do. And so good morning to you. Good morning to our New Destiny Church family, uh, Nexus Church family, if you're on, and the other church families and people to call around, calling into the prayer line, wherever you're calling in from. We want to say good morning to you. Good morning to every pastor, every man of God, every woman of God this morning. And so God bless you all this morning. We're going to have a great time. Today we have with us Sister Janice Allen. She will be doing our prayer requests and praying for us this morning. Janice, how are you? Bishop, I'm doing wonderful, and I thank God that he moves mountains and causes walls to fall. Come on now. Yes, he is moving mountains, and I'm glad you are doing wonderful. We say good morning to you and good morning to your husband this morning. I know he's probably sitting there with you, so we want to make sure we include him in also. And we want to say good morning to 
Pastor Horatius Harris calling us all the way from Atlanta. The Double H is with us this morning. How are you doing, Pastor Horatius Harris? Bishop, I am doing wonderful looking at the sun rise and shine for his light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon all of us. So I'm doing well this morning. You, you bragging, you bragging now because the sun rising over on your side, and I'm looking out of my office window. It's still dark on this side, so <laughs> so so it's so, prophetic. So you're ahead of us, so you can let us know what the day gonna be. <laughs> Amen. It, it looks great out here. It's gonna look great over there. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Amen. And so you know. I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to you. How about that? Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. It's a pleasure to the New Destiny family, to all that are on the line this morning. Uh, we are uh, here to devote our first part of the day to the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're going to turn our attention to something that um, we know is true and I'm, and the reason why I'm, I'm hesitating because as I look outside and I see the beautiful trees and, and the birds chirping and looking at all of God's creation, this scripture comes to mind, and it's on on top for today. Psalms 24 verse 1 says this: The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, and the world and those who dwell. Therein, mm, I'm gonna stop right there. Uh, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and them who dwells therein. Now we understand that uh, this text is not limiting um, everything that God created to just the earth. He created everything. Um, the 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 writer or the the penman take this and took this and made it such that we understand that the focal point is the earth because it is the place of divine orchestration where everything has come to life and one thing feeds on the other. You know, isn't it amazing that humans take in oxygen and the trees give off oxygen so we recycle what they put off, and then the trees take the carbon dioxide that comes out of us, and they take that as a means of source of strength for them. Isn't it amazing that the, the sun beams on the oceans and causes vapor to come up and rise up in the form of a cloud, and the cloud moves and rotates over or comes over on land? releases the water on the ground and vegetation is now fed by the water and then produces something that that comes forth and brings forth fruit for man. It's a cycle. It's an ecosystem. It's, it's all working together, and it's working together for his good, but it's also working together for our good. It, everything is so divinely orchestrated uh, that we have this thing called gravity, and we can go into all the science around that. This is why science is not something that's against God. Science is simply describing 
what God has already done. Scientists are discovering through mathematics, through different types of um, mathematical understanding and models, all of that stuff is just describing and figuring out what God has already done. And so it is amazing that God orchestrated and created something that has sustained itself and continued to sustain itself as long as man doesn't destroy the earth by the things that we do. It continues to go and move, and it's just something that is mind-boggling, and man still can't figure it out all today. Man can't figure out how a seed falls to the ground, and then it, 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 it dies in the ground, and then all of a sudden life starts to come out of the ground all by itself. Man had nothing to do with that. Man has nothing to do when a seed is planted in the womb and then, therefore, a baby actually comes forth in nine months or thereof within that time. It is absolutely amazing. God created all of this, and we still are trying to figure it out. This is why we must honor and glorify God and all of his creation. The earth is the Lord. He said not only just the physical earth, all that is within the earth, even us that is within the earth, that we must glorify him. He did all of this thing. The, the Bible goes on and tells us all of the stuff that he did. And then it goes down a little bit, and he says, Selah. He said, I've given you enough to make your mind blow, but I need you to stop right here. It means to pause, to calmly think about what I just told you. That's what Selah means. That means you can't handle no more right now. I need you to pause, to calmly think about this. And this is what devotion time, this is what uh, simply just having meditation, it is sometimes we don't need to talk. We just need to just calmly think about what he just said and think about all that he's done for us. Think about how he's brought us through. Sometimes when you just pause and calmly and think, you will shout just off of what he's done already. <laughs> you, will, you will give God glory simply by what he has done. And I just want to just encourage you right now, if you look over your life, don't have a stiff neck. Don't, 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 don't you know, sit there and look forward and look at your problems, look at your circumstance, and look at your situation, and look at what you're going through, and, and don't turn your neck around and look back as to what he has already done. Because when you do that, then you will thank him, and you will look forward and see, if he brought me through that, then he can bring me through this. If he, took, if he made the world, then surely he can take care of my small problems. If he made man, then surely he can take man out of the circumstance that man is currently in. Now, sometimes God will allow us to go through things not because he's mad at us. He would do it because he knows what's in us. See, you haven't discovered what is on the inside of you, and therefore God has to put you in a situation so you can discover what is on the inside of you, because you're greater than what you're giving yourself credit to be. 
You are stronger than what you're giving yourself credit to be. And this is a time where God says, I need you to devote yourself to me so that I can awaken what's on the inside of you and that you've given the first part of your day. You wake up in the morning and you got sleep in your eyes and you said, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning. Teach me. Show me. Lead me the way that I should go on this day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be made glad in it. Isn't it amazing that we can sit here on this day when others are crying about what's happening, we are rejoicing. Some of you, uh, a friend of mine told me this the other day. He was calling me, and, you know, we have this thing where, you know, we're not complaining. We just want to share the facts that are going on in our life. You know, and, and ain't nothing wrong with doing that because you got to be able to process what you're going through. Don't complain about it. Just declare what the facts are going on in your life. And then after you declare the facts, then you got to declare the truth. <laughs> the facts may be that you are dealing with a difficult situation with your children. But the truth is the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. The facts may be you may have something going on in your body and you can't figure it out and the doctors don't know why. But the truth is by his stripes, we are healed. You may declare the facts, but you got to come with the truth right after that. So he was telling me about his facts. And then he said right after that, he said, <laughs> somebody declared to me, he said, you got third world, uh, first world problem. He said, what do you mean? He said, all the stuff that you're talking about, that, that's stuff that, that rich people got problems about. He said, you go to the third world, they got a different set of problems. He said, so thank God that you don't have third world problems, that you got first world problems. And they just started shouting right there. And I had to shout with him when he was saying that because I was like, all right, some of you are on the line. You're trying to figure out how to expand your business. That's a first world problem. Some of you on the line trying to figure out, are you going to, are you going to, are your kids going to USC or are they going to Yale? That's a first world problem. Some of you trying to figure out whether you're going to get, um, you're going to get the BMW or you're going to get the actual Mercedes. First world problem. You, you got first world problems. You don't even have third world problems. So you need to pause right now and think about how good God has been to you. And I know you're on mute, so I'm going to shout right here for you. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to shout for you because you're on mute. But guess what? Because you're on mute don't mean you can't shout. So you can shout in your own house. You can shout on your job. Wherever you find yourself, you can shout because you got first world problems. You don't have third world problems. <laughs> I just want to declare that the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him, which means he is to be honored. He is to be uh, giving glory, he is to be uh, esteemed, he is to be glorified, magnified, uh, exalted, exhorted, all of those things because he is God and he has you covered. The earth, everything that's in it, the gold is his, the silver is his, the delium is his, the uranium is his. Notice all of these things. Man has found a way to utilize that and pull out the value that is in the earth. 
Nobody knew what used to be in elementary school, and you looked at the periodical chart, and you saw all those different elements of the earth, and that stuff didn't make no sense to you then. And then man starts, you know, cultivating it. Uranium. Uranium is now used for creating weapons. Uh, all of these things, delium and, and, and onyx and, and, and all of these precious metals, are utilized, man has found a way to actually make value with it. Some of you may not know this. Gold is used in high conductivity. Ah, it, can, it, it has one of the highest levels of current, uh, of current flow, and that's why it's used. When I worked for the government, I worked in the avionics department of a company called General Dynamics who made the heads-up display. When the pilots would fly, they had this, this little screen right in front of them so they wouldn't have to look down. They could look straight ahead, and they could see all of the displays that is necessary for, for uh, spotting targets and all that. And, but they used the circuitry that they used inside of the F-16 was all gold-plated. They used gold because gold had a high conductivity, which means they didn't want to have no failure. They wanted to have the quickest response and all of the, the elements and the instruments that they used in the plane. They figured out that God had created something that has a high conductivity, and they were able to utilize that to bless uh, how they protect the nations. I just want to declare this over your life, then I'm going to pray, that God is going to cause you in your situation, in your circumstance, to look at what's around you and value it in a high way. You're going to look at the trees and value the trees. You're going to look at the birds and value the birds. You're going to look at the, the insects that are trying to come in your house because it's getting warm. You're going to value them. All of them have, have a purpose. That little garden snake that's in your, around your house, you're going to value it even though you hate snakes. But guess what? That snake helped eat the rodents that are trying to bore holes in your yard. <laughs> that snake has to, has to protect, has an ecosystem that it is being utilized in. So I just want you to value everything that God has created, even the people that you see that you may not even like. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that your creation is marvelous. Your creation is so magnificent. Your splendor is, is so great. We thank you, Lord God, that you are majestic in all of your creation. And most of all, God, you created us, and we thank you for it. We understand, Lord God, that we may not see the value in the things that are around us, but open up our eyes that we're able to take what you have created and see the goodness of it. Because if you created it, it has to be good because you declared everything that you created was good. So I thank you, Father God, that this devotion time, is a time for us to reflect on the goodness. Help us to have wisdom that we can extrapolate from this thing, from these things that are around us, even our spouse, even our children, even, even the people that we work with, that they may get on our nerves, but there's something that they have that we can value and we can see the value and the goodness of your creation. And so we thank you for it right now that we have a new perspective, that we're not going to go through life looking and complaining about things. We're going to go through life and look at everything that you created as valuable and purposeful in the earth. So, Father, help us to understand that. Help us to see in it with new eyes 
and give us new lenses that we can value your creation, and but also we can see how it brings purpose and, and understanding even to our life. In the name of Jesus, we declare that it is so. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Wow. You all, we didn't have a science class this morning. We, I'm going to come back and touch that a little bit, but right now we're going to have Sister Janice come forth with our prayer request. Sister Janice. Thank you, Bishop, and we praise God for the word this morning. We're going to worship God, and then we have a prayer request we're going to submit, and we're going to go further in our uh, intercession. Father God, we give you praise and glory. Hallelujah. That you are God, our creator God the magnificent, true, and living God. We thank you and honor you for being God in our lives, in this earth. Hallelujah. We give you praise. You are worthy to receive glory and honor and power. You are worthy, God. We thank you for your goodness, for your grace. We thank you for your mercies that are new every morning. And great is your faithfulness. You are faithful and true to us, your children. We thank you, Father God, that your word continues to live and to give us life. We thank you that you have given us life and that much more abundantly. We thank you, Father, for the life eternal that you went away to prepare a place for us. Holy Areba, you are awesome God. You are excellent God. We give you all the praise, all the glory for you alone are God. You alone are worthy. Hallelujah. We give you the praise. Hallelujah. You are God alone. There's none like you, none beside you. You are God alone, and we worship and adore you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the work that you are doing in us, for the work that you are doing in the earth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving us your love for giving us the blood that you shed on Calvary, that it covers all Dorea, every sin. It covers and takes away fault. We thank you that it eradicates sin out of our lives. We thank you for the blood. Thank you for the suffering that you went through to give us eternal life and to reconcile us back to the Father. Holy are you, Abba, Yoshandare. We give you praise, holy God. We thank you that we come boldly to petition your throne on behalf of uh, Latasha Mullen. Her prayer request to you, Father, is to heal her aunt, Paula, who's been diagnosed with two tumors, and we're asking you to restore her energy and to heal her of asthma. Father, it is written that prayer that comes from faith will heal the sick, for you will restore them to health. And if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Thank you, Father, for sending your word to heal and deliver Apollo from all destructions in the mind, in the body, and in the spirit. Father, we thank you that you are Lord, you are the living word, and that you took on yourself at Paula's troubles and carried her sorrows and pains. You were hurt for her wrong. You were crushed for her sins. You were punished so that she would have peace. 
And, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you were beaten so that she would be healed and be made whole. So we thank you that the light of your word will permeate and illuminate Aunt Paula's entire being, for by your stripes she is healed, delivered, and set free. We thank you that you lose the burdens, and in you she finds liberty and restoration to be what you called her to be. We, we thank you that you, Lord God, have removed and dissolved the tumors in the blood of Jesus her energy restored, and her lungs clear of asthma. We thank you that Aunt Paula will prosper in everything that is good and it, and be in good health even as her soul prospers in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we lift up to you your people everywhere. We pray that they would have a revelation of the depth of the love, your love, God. Open up our eyes. Lord God, and our hearts to see you above everything and anything. Open our eyes, Lord God, the eyes of our heart to love you and to love each other in the way you have spoken in your word. Your word says if we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. You said, dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other, but let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth, so we will be confident when we stand before God. Father, that's 1 John 3, 14. We thank you, almighty God, that you give us, your people, a revelation of the depths of your love. Let your love in us speak life to others. Speak life to the unbeliever. Speak life to the backsliders whom you are married to. Father, let your love be poured out on us and in us and through us in a way that people will know that they've been in your presence. And let your love bring them to you. Let your love heal every part of all the pain and suffering. Let your love be the answer to every situation and circumstance. As we lift you up, you said you would draw all men unto you, women and children. We thank you, Father God, and we bless you for your word. So may the words of our mouth, the meditation, thoughts, and every moment of our hearts be always pure and pleasing, acceptable before your eyes, Yahweh, our only Redeemer, our Protector. In Jesus' mighty and excellent name we pray and we declare it so. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise God. And we come in agreement, we set ourselves in agreement with every prayer that has been lifted up. The word of God says, anything we ask the Father in Jesus' name, he would grant it unto us. And we ask these things, as Sister Janice said, in Jesus' name, and they are granted unto us. The enemy no longer has power, dominion, and authority over your physical body. The prayer of faith heals the sick, and we declare it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning we've been talking about the earth 
is the Lord's. And we know that when God created the world, he didn't create it the way we see it. It was created perfect. It was created perfect. And God gave us all of the vast resources we need to actually um, do the things that we're doing. Nothing that's in the earth has been um, really created since those seven days in which God created the earth and man. What we see is the things that God placed here, the vast resources, they have been discovered, as Pastor Harris so wonderfully put. You know, man has figured out through 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 science um, how things can come together and work together, and by it, you know, you can, you, you can just get some extraordinary results. And so we see the earth is the Lord several times, you know, multiple times throughout the scripture. The Bible tells us that the earth belongs to the Lord. And, you know, um, Psalms 8, if you haven't read Psalms 8, you should read Psalms 8. It's, it's only nine verses. And... You know, it's, that's the place where the question is asked, what is man that God is mindful of him? You know, that he, he placed him over the works of his own hand. And um, I want to read it from the New Living Translation. It says, when I look at the night in the sky, I'm starting at verse 3, and see the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, you set them in place. What are mere mortals that you should think about them, human beings that you should care for them? Yet you made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with the glory and honor. You gave them charge over everything you made, putting all things under their authority. You gave them charge. That's verse 6. That's what I want to highlight. Talking about man. You gave them charge. You gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority. See, man is in charge, but God is in control. I want you to hear that. Man is in charge, but God is in control. We remember Sunday that uh, Pastor Brooks so wonderfully and eloquently laid out the fact that God leased the world to man, but man subleased the world to Satan. And God is there on the edge of his seat on that throne with that scroll in his hand. And that scroll, the seal of that scroll, will be broken, and God will take back his lease. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything you will ever need, all the vast resources that you will ever need to live a life pertaining unto living life and godliness, everything you need is already here. You say, well, how, how come I haven't received it? Well, a lot of times we haven't learned how to apply it. We haven't learned how to exercise. Let me say it this way. We haven't learned how to exercise the authority that he has given us. And you have to learn how to exercise your authority. Because the scripture, if you go on and read those other three verses, I stopped at verse I stopped at verse 
six, but if you go ahead and re read those um, other six, uh, three verses, it starts telling you the place in which you have authority. Talks about the, he talks about the flocks and the herds and the wild animals and the birds and the sky and the fish and the sea and everything that swims in, in, in the ocean's current. He tells us that you have authority. And so we have to wake up. We have to shake ourselves. I love it because Elder Heather said yesterday in one of our meetings, she said, I just wanted to stand up yesterday when he was preaching. I said, you should have just stood up and start running. It's time for the church to stand up. It's time for us to shake ourselves. Pastor Harrison, I was uh, we were we we were in a pre meeting this morning, and we were saying, "Hey, man, it, it, it's time for that that you know that you you got to shake off that excess fat from spring training." That's what COVID was. It's time to get into the real game because God is up to something major. And I'm telling you, I don't want to miss it. And I'm going to declare we are not going to miss this season in God. Because seasons, every season set up the next season. The season that you're in now, it's going to set up the next season that you're headed into. And we are not going to miss God, especially if we go after everything that's in our heart. Amen. So I'm going to bring Pastor Harris back, see if he has any closing remarks, and then we're going to get ready to go to work and do the things we have to do to prepare our hearts for Bible study tonight. Pastor Harris. Now, I, I believe that this is really a concentrated uh, season, meaning that when things are concentrated, it, it's potent, it's powerful. And um, if we mix it with the right stuff, and you're going to see extraordinary results in your life. You've heard all of this stuff, and, and most of us have applied some things in our life, but this season, I believe there's a, a, a mixture of faith that needs to be mixed with it so that you can see explosion and explosive results in your life. So I just want you all to take everything that you take it in and that the bishop is sharing with you, do it. It is a time to execute. God bless you. It is a time to execute. Y'all, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's serve God the best we can serve God. Let's make a decision. I'm going to get better. I'm not going to allow my old self to keep me in old behaviors, old mindsets, and old attitudes. I'm going to shake myself from that. And I'm going to embrace the new regenerated self that God has ordained me to be. Pastor Harris talked about the power and the potential of planting a seed. It's rendered useless. And the point you render it useless, the next phase, it starts springing up with, the, with, with the, I'm going to call it the anointing, the multiplication and increase. And I'm declaring that over you today. The anointing of multiplication and increase is hitting your life. I receive it for myself. Come on, I receive that this morning. The anointing of multiplication and increase is hitting our life. And you know, when you know you can say this, is because when you know you've sold yourself into something, 
find the thing that you're supposed to sow yourself into. You know, I thank God for every person that gets up on his prayer line, whether it's the controllers, the people doing the devotions, the people hosting, or those doing the prayer requests. What are they doing? They're making a contribution. They are sowing. They are sowing into your well-being. They are sowing the goodness of God, the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into your life. And because of it, they're going to receive a harvest. And so we thank you for the harvest. So find yourself something to sow yourself into. Find something to sow yourself into. And as you do, you watch how God begin to bless your life. I pray, beloved, that you've been blessed this morning. I have. We love you so much. And I just speak God's grace and God's peace over your life. As you begin to travel today, that God's traveling grace and mercy will go before you. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. I declare no sickness, harm, or danger will come near you, come near your dwelling place, or the vehicles you're traveling in today, that you will get to your destination safely and back home safely. Let's not forget, today is Mountain Moving Wednesday. God's going to move mountains out of your life. And walls are going to fall. God's placed you in charge. But let's not forget, he is in control. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Well, you all be blessed. This is Sister Janice Allen, Pastor Horatius Harris, and Bishop. We're signing off for now. And we'll see you at 7 p.m. in the sanctuary. Now, y'all be live streaming and all of that because some people think, well, we're back in person. Hey, hey hold on because hold on. I'll make the announcement soon because we're coming back in person on our midweek gathering service, and it's going to be all the way live. All right? So until then, y'all will see you tonight. God bless.